Oh, you tried so hard and you fucked up. Suck it, wife. You motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of Literally... Did you Literary. just you, like, lose ten years in the last five seconds? <laughs> With ten us, as always, is... Sure. is and <laughs> you are John Ben here. And you are Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Why, why do you want to ruin everything? Why burn everything down? He has buttons. Mm-hmm. You know what? I know you have power. Buttons but are useless unless you push them. You have great responsibilities. Buttons well. are useless unless you push them. <laughs> what a fun pile tinkering episode that would be. <laughs> no. Buttons are useless unless you push them. This no. is the, the theory of Trump. <laughs> okay, that's a politicking episode. It's totally a politicking episode. But let's put it on the show. Because <laughs> we're not in that. We're literally literally. I'm take the books off the shelf. I don't I can't know, man. Doesn't have to be a question. The books. Honestly, I can put my microphone down. Stack. And you are gone. You I are just hidden by the books. Stack. The fortress of Shaunatune. Ironically, I only have four books. Mm. Stacks on, they're, stacks on, stacks on, stacks. They're big ass books. They big ass books. Oh, they're fucking heavy too. Is this going to be another thing where it's like the book is actually the first ten pages, and then like everything else is like analysis of analysis of analysis? No, these are actual. So these so, are actual thick ass. Yeah, books. Yeah, they are. Uh-huh. Do you guys want to talk? By the way, first. Sure. Like, usually we talk before. Really? Okay. What do you want to talk about? Oh. I don't know. It's January, I guess. Okay. It's kind cold. of. It's dark. It's really not January. We should be honest. Yeah. I hate lying we to should the not audience. be honest. You should just lie to the audience. We're recording this beforehand. Yeah. We're recording this in December. Here's a fun fact that you can actually consider in this sense. It's been a long December. <laughs> what? That's my line. <laughs> and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last. There is no reason to believe this year will be better than the last, by the way. Uh, it's no. funny. Everyone Go thinks. fuck yourself. Everyone Adam, thinks that 2017 fuck. is going to be great. They're like, oh, no, 2016 no. sucks. Don't can't wait for 2017. Are you crazy? Yeah, no, it's going to be people, worse. Yeah. More people are going to die. Yeah. yeah. 16 Alan was Thicke, just a prelude. Alan Thick wishes he would have died in 2016. <laughs> he should be happy he died in 2016. What, too soon? No, you just confused me. You could have used David Bowie. You could have used anyone. Prince. Yeah. The Aww. thick is the most uh, timely. That's what she said. Mm. Although, to be fair, Not I like Prince's music, but he was an asshole, supposedly. Alan Thick was a gentleman. And it's just because you hate religious people. That's true. I don't hate religious people. You do. No, I don't. I actually like them a lot. I'm usually friends with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you, like you also hate every, all your friends. Yeah. I hate myself. Just like Sean's friends with women. It's all a lie. <laughs> The majority of my friends actually are women. Isn't that funny? What's that? Isn't that funny? The second word I said. I suppose. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love this. <laughs> I just wish this would go on forever. <laughs> okay. That's why I love these episodes. Oh. I love literally literary. We just wait for food to go. We don't have any. We should have ordered food. Just for the fuck of it? Yes. <laughs> Even though we all We need sandwiches. dessert. We need like I cake. only ate a tuna sandwich and had some coffee. I'm mm. starving, actually. <laughs> we need some what, Joey? He wants cake. Like dessert food with our coffee. <laughs> That's true, actually. You are like the only person I know that like consistently orders dessert. Yeah, uh, that's true, I, dude. I don't I, know, you know anybody who orders dessert. I, I'm, glad to be, I'm glad to be known as that guy. Hmm. You, Why you, not enjoy life? Oh, you've definitely inspired me to. Every time he orders the cheesecake, I have one, too. It's a meal. Too. I have dessert never had dessert, dessert with that. Dessert is part of your goddamn you meal. Mm. I, I, 
Sure. I've never had dessert with you guys. Be- before I think, Well, in fairness, I had a fortune cookie that one time. <laughs> Does <laughs> not count. Because yeah. you didn't order it. Before Joey right. and I like Christmas breakfast. It just gave it comes to me. with it. And I think you forced me to have a bite of one of your chocolate bullshits before. I, I gave you some cheesecake once in a while. Maybe I'll give you a bite. Well, it's not gave me. You said, here, you have to have some. Okay. Like you did the thing. Mm. It's forced cheesecake upon you. Is he fed, he fed you from no, his No, no, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's it's just, you know. It's, I force feed you for a reason because I'm going to slaughter you and use your meat later. <laughs> anyway, I have books. Before Joey, I was in a dessert desert. I have four books with me. <laughs> Strawberry have... Shortcake. That's how I always remember. Strawberry Shortcake. That's Pally what you call pants. me? That's how I rem- <laughs> That's how you remember me? <laughs> so that's your nickname. Um, <laughs> I have... The Norton and That is one of the books I read as a kid. I remember that oh it was like God. A, a little scratch and sniff. He's getting angry. Don't yeah. not anger him. No, but it's like fine. every page was like a different, you know, uh, berry character. So there was a blueberry page and it was scratch and sniff. And then there was like the raspberry page. You know, and- I didn't watch Strawberry Shortcake. I didn't really know much about her until the South Park episode of Imagination Land. Oh, yeah. She was a really great character in that episode. Hmm. Watch uh, Going Down on South Park on forecast.com. So we need like some books or what, man? <laughs> We are going to get into some books. I, I do have books. Do your job. I'm sorry. We'll just go off the, the rails. The funniest part is I almost went off on Strawberry Shortcake because I was like, I don't really know. And I wanted you to like hear the history of this. But I had to like tune it out because I'm baited so fucking easily to everything. my job is to derail you. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, and you're wonderful at it, my friend. It's very easy. Anyway, I have mm. books. Well, I'm just perpetually yeah. curious. See, just there. <laughs> you didn't even try. I know. And you derailed me. It's chugga, 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 so chugga, chugga, I have chugga, four chugga, chugga. monstrous books with me. Mm-hmm. I have. They're really good for like leveling a table. They would be terrible for leveling a table. They're huge. Like how many fucking tables are like. These are Bible. <laughs> these are Bible sized books. Let's be clear. These are like two times the Bible. That's like. Yeah. That's... So book one is the Norton Anthology of English Literature. Oh, Jesus. Book two. So it's just like everything that's ever been written? The Norton Anthology of English Literature, Volume 2. (laughs) Every poem that is (laughs) ever Which I actually prefer. I prefer Volume 2 more than Volume 1. Jesus. Um, Of course, the sequel is. And then I have the Norton Anthology of Poetry, (laughs) 4th Edition, Volume 1. And then I have the Norton Anthology... Well, actually, it said Volume 1. I jumped the gun. Norton Anthology of Poetry, 4th Edition. And then I have the Norton Anthology of Modern Poetry, 2nd Edition. Wait. So I don't know how we're gonna do this episode, but I think God. So what? But if that's the second modern poetry, does that mean that there's actually like at least four poetry books going on? No, no, no. Second edition, not volume oh, two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sorry. So this is the fourth edition of the Norton Anthology of Poetry. Oh, okay. So to clarify, oh the Norton Anthology of Poetry essentially starts with like kind of fucking pre everything. Um, it starts off. More or less, yeah. I mean, it starts with. I mean, it's it's well, English. No, it's, it's got English, English. So it's yeah, exactly. Um, Samuel begat. Uh, right, but I mean, the, well, but, who, what but, is the first English? Actually, I'm kind of curious. What do you think? Take a guess. So the first it's old English, English work. Cl- the first English it's work of literature. English. So as far as literature, as far as the English language, there was Old English, which was kind of a runes language. Mm. Um, and there is one thing that kind of begins all of that. Is that actually like an- Angles? Like like we're talking like pre-Roman? Yes. Yeah. It's Old English. No, no, it's not pre-Roman. It's it's it's, it's like we're talking like year one thousand or what we're we talking about. <sighs> I like think so. Yeah, runes, runes as a language, as a written language, yeah, I think began closer to 700, I think. Um, oh, but okay. but this current one, I think, is closer to 900 is when it was written. Um, the AD? first bit. Yes. Um, 
Uh, and it was a Germanic language, of course. So, you know, that after it was after the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, go ahead, Shani. You, you actually uh, said it correctly. Beowulf? Yeah, yeah Beowulf. Yeah. First uh, one. It says Beowulf, sorry. Yeah. First one. Um, so, yeah, it's Beowulf, and then it goes through Chaucer into Shakespeare, and then it ends. I'm not really sure. Come to think of it. Let's see where it ends, roughly. The Canterbury Tales. No, mm. I don't think so. Um, I had to read that. Yeah, that was that was not the end. That's the beginning. Yeah, that's, I, know, I was just talking about that. It's 1400s. That's pretty yeah, Shakespeare. The end is like now. Right? Isn't no, it? no, 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 because that's the the that's got a whole book of modern, modern poetry. <laughs> so this current one that we're talking about ends. I don't know. I have Carol Ann Duffy, nineteen fifty five. Yeah, nineteen fifty five. Um, which I which is interesting because the when modern art modern ended. poetry. I don't know where modern the modern poetry must begin. Is that the woman Douglas like Adams 18. says is the worst poet in the world? What? Oh no. That's interesting because like, oh I don't no 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 it's just a, it's just it's a, girl like a in random name. yeah <laughs> but I like um, that the cutoffs for art and literature are slightly different because I remember taking a modern art class and you would learn you know Picasso and Cubism and and uh, well you, that is modernism yeah. that is modern art but I'm saying that's way before fifty five is all I'm saying well oh for sure and and I don't. I don't know why they chose to end it there, because um, the modern poetry actually begins with Walt Whitman, which is still, you know, 19th century. It's like 1850s, I think. Mm. Um, but it does jump pretty quickly. No, not really, actually. It's like Walt Whitman and fucking... It was like 1870s, yeah. Lewis Carroll. Like, what the I remember because he, he, he wrote about Lincoln. He's Lincoln's, like, lover boy. Oh, Captain, mm. my captain. Um, anyway, Love so Captain those are that's, that's all poetry. On the other side, I have the English literature ones, which is uh, a little bit of both. Um, I think my favorite of all these is probably the second edition. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Oh, I didn't... Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. If I didn't say anything, what would what were you going to say, Shawnee? We, yeah, I have no frame of reference for me anything. Me neither. I, in this case, I wouldn't guess. I, I would be judging by volume, and Let's that would be number one, two. Yeah. Let's just grab this one, then. But so, now, I, I would actually... Guess that Sean Fall would have said modern, so he can because he likes the modern English more than the, the douchier. Everything's older, so, so fucking but heavy. That's fine. Um, right? Well, do you want to go poetry? or Do you want to go? Well, yeah, because they're both. They're, it's, we're going to oh, do poetry, poetry either way. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely shy away from the poetry, but the idea of the modern doesn't necessarily have to be like from 1950 on. It just has to be intelligible. There's just as much poetry in this. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Pick a number. From what to what? Probably up to like like fifteen hundred, I'd imagine. You could just prove. Oh it. my god! Even so, pick what's a number some from, of the post its there? From like one. You have some oh, bookmarks. Jesus. Oh wow, there is a post it. That's cool. I don't know what this is. Let's see. What is this? Oh no, it's just a bookmark. It's oh, it's Endgame. Samuel Beckett Endgame. We're not going to do that. Ender's Game. No, Endgame. It's a long story. No Samuel pun intended. Beckett. The other one is where's six, this other six, one? Six six six. The other one is Don Juan, but I don't feel like doing that either. Um, pick a number standard. between one. It's a big double standard in modern day uh, gender bent balances. <laughs> Don Juan. How pick a number you? between six, six, one six. and he said six six six. six, six. six. Okay. And by the way, the number was two thousand eight hundred and seventy-nine. Two out of fucking pages. So <laughs> um, six six six. You say? Yeah. Only three times. The sign of the beast. That's good. The That's number good. of the beast. That was that was wrong. I don't quite know the tune of that song. Fittingly, it is Byron. Iron Maiden. Megadeth? I, I think it's Iron Maiden. I've, I don't think I've ever listened to an Iron Maiden <laughs> My hard song. rock is bad. Sorry, I, guess. I guess it is Don Juan. <laughs> Don Juan and Kanto too. Um, oh my God, it's not even there though. That's Don so Juan weird. I kept switching the 665 to like 668. There it is, 666. Is this like uh, 413? They just take it out of books? It is actually from Canto it's 2. Austin 316. From, so from mm. Canto. <laughs> John 316. Oh, Austin. Austin. I, I got you. I'm with you. 
Um, the true believers. The first one that actually is a full you verse. Know what I'm cooking. And John, oh my God, it's one page away from, oh no, two pages away from where I had a bookmark. So we have, uh, in Canto 2, we have uh, number 183 in Don Juan, which is by, of course, anybody know? DeMarco? Lord Byron. Lord Byron. Well done, Lord Byron. It was the cooling hour just when the rounded rut, oh my God, sorry. It was the cooling hour just when the rounded red sun sinks down beneath the azure hill, which... Then seems as if the whole earth it bounded, circling all nature. What's azure? Dim. Azure is uh, blue, color, right? Yeah, it's, it's blue. Blue. So like azul. Yeah. Azul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which. Which then seems as if the whole earth had bounded, circling all nature, hushed and dim and still, with the far mountain crescent half surrounded on one side, and the deep sea calm and chill upon the other. You know, blue is the, the last sky. color to evolve in the human eye. And the rosy sky, with one star sparkling through it like an eye. Early writings didn't have references of blue. They had to, it was, it's like a long time before, like, anyone even noticed that the sky had a color. That part doesn't sound right. Hmm. You think the eye evolved the the uh, the eye's ability to see blue evolved later than the than the human's ability to write? That is what I have. That doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. What I, do you think? I see no, what you're saying. That, no, that definitely does not sound right. Mm-hmm. But I but the way that that literature takes uh, to describe it might lag if it's a more complicated type of color, or it's something that we didn't quite grasp in 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 inherently. I guess like quickly. I can kind of see that. So I'll to clarify, research. I don't think it's the eye's ability to see blue. It Maybe would be that the brain's not... ability to comprehend. No, it was blue. literally the cones. Yeah, the, exactly. the blue cones were the last ones to to come into to play. Well, which might be the case, but I'm pretty sure it evolved. I mean, all that was well you know, evolved with in before even fucking fish came out of the water. I'll have to do more research on that, but it, that is my understanding. Okay, is that why we have fishing rods in cones? Fuck That's, you! It's <laughs> the worst pun ever, but what it's very good for literally. <laughs> By the way, the did you guys watch Cosmos, the the uh, most recent oh, one? Uh, yeah, with uh, uh, Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a great moment on the evolution of the eye. Mm. Um, I feel like it's episode three or four. It's really good. Um, rewatch that; it's fun. I prefer the ear. Pick another number. <laughs> Pick another number. Oh, let's uh, dance and party like it's two thousand. Okay, two thousand it is. Nineteen ninety nine, please. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, cool. Prince would be. Uh, I actually happy. am probably. I think both of these he'd are going to be. No, he'd be pissed off. No matter in what. I'm pretty sure both of those are going to get. And both of which are during, fittingly enough, "Heart of Darkness" by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, I forget it. Joseph K. You got it. Yeah. Campbell. Conrad. Conrad. Mm-hmm. Conrad. Close yeah. though. Um. Uh. No, I'm not going to read this. Wow. I mean, I don't feel like beginning to read Heart of Darkness. You mean to begin Heart of Darkness? <laughs> no, if anything, you should read the end where Marlon Brando yeah. gets it. The last line of Heart of Darkness? I, I doubt any Joey of Brando's B. lines are in the Joey B. They are, actually. Plenty of them are. That's the horror. Very good. However, I don't, you know what the funny part is? I actually don't think those are the last lines of Heart of Darkness. Isn't oh, I'm sure not. No, he fucking just riffed everything. He didn't riff everything. Heart of Darkness was very, like, Apocalypse Now is very specifically based on just well, he the just book. Did you see the fucking, Brando, yeah, did was, you see Hearts of Darkness? Of course I did. Like, of course it, I did. Yeah, all of Brando is fucking improvised, well, essentially. No, 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 like, sure, sure. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, no, I'm pretty sure the last lines of Heart of Darkness are not A few, line, a few words slipped in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. See if I can find it. After enough donuts, you can get him to say the horror in the middle of all of his ramblings. 
That is the funniest thing you've ever said. We have hours upon hours of you riffing, and that, my friend, is the funniest thing you've ever said. Thanks for laughing, Dick. Um, so here you're never that. gonna know what the funniest thing is because we're just saying it every time. Yep. No, that's the only time I've ever said it. It's like the second time you've said it in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I say the funniest thing every time we see each other. I can read that paragraph. I'll read that paragraph to you guys. Um, the horror. I was on the point of crying at her. Don't you hear them? The dusk was repeating them in a persistent whisper all around us, in a whisper that seemed to swell menacingly like the first whisper of a rising wind. The horror. The horror. His last word to live with, she insisted. Do you understand I loved him? I loved him. I loved him. I pulled myself together and spoke slowly. The last word he pronounced was, Your name. It continues, it continues, it continues. Anyway, that's the end. That's the that's a couple paragraphs before the end of The Heart of Darkness. Who was the woman there? I don't remember. Was she? Someone on the fucking boat. Was she? Oh, okay. I don't remember. Do you guys, so speaking of travel, do you guys want me to read? Because it flipped open to it. Do you guys want me to read you? Um, my the I think possibly the greatest travel poem ever written. The answer is yes. Just read it. Please. It's called Ulysses. <laughs> By Jesus Christ. Well, obviously. F. Scott Not obviously. Okay. Uh, oh, is this some other Alfred you? Lord Tennyson? Mm. Alfred Lord Tennyson. Who does he think he is? Tennyson? Yeah. He thinks he's lawn Tennyson. What? Like lawn tennis. He's it's just Jesus a game, Christ. it's playful. Like wow. singing. By the way, Tennyson. that's a that's a James Joyce joke about Tennyson. <laughs> That was yeah deep deep okay. cut wow deep this so for anyone so anybody you know looking for a nice little travel this coming winter looking to get away this is easily it might be the best travel poem it's one of the best ones I think it's the best I can't think of a better one okay <clears throat> Ulysses it's not better than the one you wrote can My, you, <laughs> when you travel can you not travel with your microphone so much I'll try I'm sorry <laughs> damn. <laughs> Get him. I come get you. It little profits that an idle king by this still har- by this <laughs> fucking goddamn mic <laughs> by this still hearth among these barren crags matched with an aged wife I met and dole unequal laws into a savage race that hoard and sleep and feed and know not me. Shouldn't slut see him. I cannot rest from travel. <laughs> I will drink life to the lees. All times I have enjoyed greatly, have suffered greatly, both of those... God damn it, this fucking book, sorry. He is currently getting ready to read again. Jesus Christ. Both with those that love me and alone, on shore, and when, though, and when, through scuttling drifts, the, ha- the rainy Hades vex the dim sea, I am become a name. For always roaming with a hungry heart, much have I seen and known. Cities of men and manners, climates, councils, governments, myself not least, but honored of them all, and drunk delight of battle with my peers far on the ringing plains of windy Troy. I am a part of all that I have met, yet all experience is an arch, where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades forever and forever when I move. How dull it is to pause, to make an end, to rust unburnished, not to shine in use, 
as though to breathe were life, life piled on life, were all too little, and of one to me, little remains. But every hour is saved from that eternal silence, something more, a bringer of new things, and vile it were for some three suns to store and hoard itself, and this gray spirit yearning and desire to follow knowledge like a, shink, like a sinking star beyond the utmost bound of human thought. This is my son, mine own Telemachus, to whom I leave the scepter in the isle, well loved in me, discerning to fulfill this labor, by slow prudence to make mild, rugged people, and, th and through soft degrees subdue them to the useful and the good. Most blameless is he, centered in the sphere of common duties, de uh, decent. Yes, yeah, are decent not to fail in offices of tenderness and pay meet adoration to my household gods when I am gone. He works his work, I mine. There lies the port, the vessel puffs her sail, there glooms the dark, broad seas, my mariners, souls that have toiled and wrought and thought with me, that ever with a frolic welcome took the thunder and the sunshine and opposed free, opposed free hearts, free foreheads. You and I are old, old age, hath yet this honor and his toil, death closes all, but something ere the end, some work of noble note, many, er, some... Some work of noble note may yet have done, may yet be done, not unbecoming men that strove with gods. The lights begin to twinkle from the rocks. The long day wanes. The slow moon climbs. The deep moon, the deep moans round with many voices. Come, my friends, tis not too late to seek a newer world. Push off, and sitting well in order, smite the surrounding furrows, for my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset and the baths of all the western stars until I die. It may be that the gulfs will wash us down. It may be we shall touch the happy isles and see the great Achilles whom we knew. Though much is taken, much abides, and though we are now and though we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. Wow. It's Ulysses. I like that a lot. Especially that, that last line. That was awesome. It's rad, right? <laughs> Wait, so this was before JJ? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. JJ was all about kind of using this was he kind of taking stuff from no it? i mean ulysses is a story itself you know what well, i mean of course like, it's yeah the odyssey but yeah. i mean like oh okay i thought maybe he was he was like a fan of this and he was no i mean because that's the thing i mean ulysses the the joyce ulysses is a travel inward this is a this is a you know a dream this is a memory of traveling outward and a yearning you know that my, my favorite line in this though is is probably still one of my all-time favorite lines of poetry is um Yet all experience is an arch where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades forever and forever where I move. It's just so endlessly beautiful. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of great fucking quotes in this poem. Mm -hmm. Like I could go, there was like six or something, but I really honestly- Do you remember seeing the other ones? The, honestly, the last line was really awesome to me. I wasn't just, it wasn't just that I love the endings, you know, I love how I feel about that, but I really thought mm -hmm. the last line was good. One less equal phrase. temper of heroic hearts made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. Yeah, I just, honestly, that spoke to me now because of how I feel about 
what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, just the kind of idea of just getting the fuck away and how it's just it's like yeah, time is gonna make a lot of this shit bad, but you know, still there's this beating heart of progressive. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds so liberally. Go for it. It's fine. Beating heart of progressiveness that's still uh, there, and it's gonna actually you know be it be stronger because of this. Sorry. Blind optimism. You want to pick another number? Or do you want me to just read another fun? <gasps> I, I guess I could read. Oh, I, but I saw home quickly. I love that the idea was it was Odysseus saying it. I didn't realize that was like his perspective. Yeah. He was saying it. Was he saying it to his kid, Telemachus? Was he no, like. No, 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 no. So it actually, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know if it, it, I don't think it is from from Ulysses' perspective. Sometimes he says like, my boy. And he's like, this is, doesn't he say that? Yeah. Like, my son. You're right. This is my son, Telemachus, something like that. Um. That's what made me uh, this is my son, my own Telemachus, yeah, for sure, whom, for whom I leave. But but I mean, it, I guess it is him the whole time, yeah. It little profits that an idle king by this still hearth among the Karen Brags match with. So it's him, I and Maiton Dolan. But he's a warrior. Yeah, him. Like, I like, cannot rest from travel. I will drink le- life. Of course, it's from Ulysses' perspective. Sorry, I had too much coffee booze. But it's so cool. I was just like because I also like the idea. That he's just this warrior who just came back from this huge war, and he's like. He misses it in some ways. He misses the glory of it, but he's like talking about, you know, the what's, you know, the weird parts about it and like I look forward in the future. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Honestly, I just love the idea of a warrior poet. It's just the, it's a romantic idea that we just don't have that much anymore. I'm with you, my friend. I'm I, with I, you, I wish uh, Mad Dog Mattis would write some poetry. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Shani Fa, what else you got? Another, I'll give you guys, do you, do you mean to give 1, you options of things? 1,080. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. 1080, bruh. I should actually just read the yeah. ones I want. Is that a Shaka? No, that... Sh- yeah, that's Shaka. Shaka, bro. Bra. 1080. There's a difference between a Shaka and a Shocker. But, uh, 1080, fittingly, Mr. Fa, is... No, it's not. I thought it was going to be right in the middle of Frankenstein. Mm. Why would that be fitting? Um, I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like you'd relate to Frankenstein somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know he's why. He's calling you a monster. Yeah. I, well, I, I'm calling I'm calling his perception of himself monstrous. No, I'm I'm claiming I'm claiming I'm claiming fire burns. <laughs> I'm wondering if <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna. It's like Sartor. I don't even. Know the he doesn't want to burn it down. He just wants to watch. All right, let me let me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't want to get read, blamed. I just want to enjoy. I will either read Goblin Market. He's a voyeur. I'll either read Goblin Market. Um, mm-hmm. Or or Mr. Fa, for your purpose, I'll either read the Rhyme of the Ancient or some of the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner because it's a million years long, mm-hmm. or I will also read Kublai Khan for Joey. Your Goblin Market. Ooh. Goblin Market. Mm-hmm. Goblin Market. Their, their first album was sweet, but after that, eh, lost interest. Yeah. So Goblin Market over Kublai Khan. Yep. I like the Kublai. That's the wrong choice. Yeah. Well, since we were just talking about Citizen Kane, doesn't matter in South Park. Wait, what does Kublai Khan have to do with Citizen Kane? In Xanadu, did Kublai yeah. Khan a stately? Pro- oh, you haven't seen the movie. Never mind. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Get some goddamn culture in your life, son. <laughs> it's one movie. I don't. I. What are the percentage? It's culture. It's American culture. It's like it's. It's. Oh, sorry. Everything has to be American. Now. No, no. I mean, it's like the only. It's the only culture America has. So what? Like, Jazz. Ah, oh, this is such a shame. I'm definitely going to read Kublai Khan one day, though. So let me read Goblin Market, and we'll close out on this. It's a very long poem. Mm. Um. So you guys are going to have some fun. And Sean, I'm pretty sure you're gonna like this poem. I like goblins. <laughs> do you like Do you like fruit? Yeah, How do you fruit. feel about gargoyles? Mm. What's your opinion about I some, orcs? I need some coffee and some booze. <laughs> <so I know. laughs> uh, What's your orc stance? I'm uh, pro orc. I'm uh, neutral on gargoyles. I am anti gargoyles. 
How are you on? <laughs> how are you on sisters and girls and women? Uh, on? Blondes. Do you like blondes? <laughs> he means, how do you do on top? Yeah. How, how my, are you are, on? Are them? you asking for my performance? Do you stats? like blonde women? Do you like blonde women? I'll take what I can get, sir. I think the beggars choosers rule here. Yeah, applies. exactly. <laughs> this poem is called "Goblin Market" by Christina. Goblin some market myself. <laughs> by Christina Rossetti. <laughs> um, and I so think it's. Late. 1862, I think. (laughs) Goblin Market. Oh, yeah. Morning and evening, maids heard the goblins cry. Come by, our orchard fruits. Come by, come by. Apples and quinces, lemons and oranges, plump, unpecked cherries, melons and raspberries, bloomed down cheeked peaches, sweetheart mulberries, wild freeborn cranberries, crab apples, dewberries, pineapples, blackberries, apricot strawberries, all ripe together in summer weather. Morn that pass by, fair eaves that fly, come by, come by, our grapes fresh from the vine, pomegranates full and fine, dates and sharp bolosses, rare. Rare pears and green gauges, damsons and bilberries. Taste them and try currants and gooseberries, bright fire like barberries, figs to to fill your mouth, citrons from the south, sweet to to tongue and sound to eye. Come by, come by. Evening by evening, (laughs) among the brookside rushes, Laura bowed her head to hear Lizzie veiled her veiled her blushes, crouching close together in the cooling weather while clasping arms and cautioning lips with tinging cheeks and fingertips. Lie lie close, Laura said, picking up her golden head. We must not look at goblin men. We must not buy their fruits. Who knows upon what soil they fed their hungry, thirsty roots? Come by, called the goblins, hobbling down the glen. Oh, cried Lizzie. Laura, Laura, you should not peep at goblin men. Lizzie covered up her eyes, covered close, lest they should look. Laura reared her glossy head and whispered like the restless brook. Look, Lizzie, look, Lizzie, look, Lizzie. Down the glen... down the glen tramp little men, and one hauls a basket, one bears a plate, one lugs a golden dish of many pounds. Are they weight. just hating on short dudes? How fine the vine must grow, yeah. whose grapes are so Bucky luscious. Bitch. How warm the min- the wind must blow through those fruit bush- through those fr- fruit bushes. <laughs> no, says Lizzie. No, no, no. Their offers should not charm us. Their evil gifts should. Ha- would harm us. She thrust a dimpled finger in each ear and shut her eyes and ran. Curious Laura chose to linger, wondering at each merchant man. One had a cat's face, one, a, one whisked a tail, one tramped a rat's pace, one crawled like a snail, one like a wombat prowled, obtuse and furry, one like a rattle tumbled, hurry scurry. She heard a voice. Like voice of doves cooing all together, they sounded kind and full of loves in the pleasant weather. Laura stretched her gleaming neck like a rush-embedded swan, like a lily from the be- from the beck, like a moonlight pop- poplar branch, like a vessel at the launch when its last restraint is gone. Backwards up the mossy glen, turned and trooped with turned and trooped the goblin men with their shrill, repeated cry, "Come by, come by!" When they reached where Laura was, they stood shocked so still upon the moss, leering at each other. Brother with queer brother, signaling each other. Brother with sly brother, one set his basket down. One Another reared homophobes. his plates. One began to weave a crown of tendrils, leaves, and rough here. nuts brown. Men sell not such in any town. 
one heaved the golden weight of dish and fruits to offer her. Come by, come by, was still their cry. Laura stared, but did not stir. Longed, but had no money. (laughs) The whisk-tailed merchant bade her taste in tones as smooth as honey. The cat-faced purred, the rat-faced, the rat-paste spoke its word, or spoke a word. Spoke a word of welcome, and the snail paced even when he heard. One parrot-voiced and jolly cried, Pretty goblin, still for pretty Polly, one whistled like a bird. Nevermore. But sweet... (laughs) (laughs) Polly recipients? But sweet-toothed Laura spoke in haste. Good folk, I have no coin to take word to Perlorn. Oh, that's interesting. Word to Perlorn. I have no copper in my purse, I have no silver either... And all my gold is on the furs that shakes in windy weather above the rusty heather. You have much gold upon your head, they answered all together. Buy from us with a golden curl. What is she, Mr. T? She clipped a precious golden lock. She She dropped a tear more rare than pearl, then sucked their fruit glug. Globes, fair or red, sweeter than honey dirty. from her rock, stronger than man rejoicing wine, clearer, clearer than water flowed than that juice. She never tasted such before. How should it cloy what length of use? She sucked and sucked and sucked the more fruits which that unknown orchard bore. She sucked until her lips were sore, then flung the emptied rinds away, but gathered up one kernel stone and knew not was it night or day. As she turned home alone. Lizzie met her at her gate, full of wise unbraidings. Dear, you should not stay so late. Twilight is not good for maidens. Should not loiter in the glen in the haunts of goblin men. Do you not remember Jeanie? How she met them in the moonlight with their gifts, both choice and many. Ate their fruits and wore their flowers plucked from bowers where the, sum, where the summers ripens all their hours. But ever in the moonlight, in the noonlight, she pined and pined away, sought Sought them by night and day, found them no more, but dwindled and grew gray, then fell with the first snow, whilst to this day no grass will grow where... Am I still... Yeah, it's still Lizzie, sorry. Uh, Where she lies low, I planted daisies there a year ago that never blow. You should not loiter so. Nay, hush, said Laura. Nay, hush, my sister. I ate and ate my fill, yet my mouth waters still. Tomorrow night I will buy more. She kissed her. Have done with sorrow. I'll bring you plums tomorrow, fresh on their mother twigs, cherries worth getting. You cannot think what figs my teeth have met in, what melons icy cold piled on a dish of gold too huge for me to hold, what peaches with a velvet nap, pellucid grapes, pelican? So it's Willy Wonka's Pelican chocolate grapes factor? Without one seed, odorous indeed must be the mead. Snozberries taste like snozberries. Whereon they grow and pure, and they weave their drink with lilies at the brink, and sugar sweets their sap. Golden head by golden head, like two pigeons in one nest, folded in each each other's wings, they lay down on their curtained bed, like two blossoms on one stem, like two flakes of new-fallen snow, like two wands of ivory tipped with gold for awful kings, moon and stars, and gazed in at them. Sorry. Why can't the gaze be out? Wind sang to them lullaby, lumbering owls for... For bone to fly, not a bat flipped to and fro round their rest, cheek to cheek and breast to breast, locked together in one nest. 
Early in the morning, when the first cock crowed his warning, like the bees as sweet and busy, Laura rose with Lizzie, fetched in honey, milked the cows, aimed and set to right the house, kneaded cakes of whitest wheat, cakes for dainty mouths to eat, next churned butter, whipped up cream, fed their poultry, sat and sewed, talked as modest maidens should. Lizzie, with an open heart, Laura in an absent dream, one content, one sick in part, one warbling for the mere bright day's delight, one longing for the night. At length, so at length, snow even, slow evening came. They went with pitches to their reedy brook, Lizzie most placid in her look, Laura most like a leaping flame. They drew the gurgling water from its deep. Lizzie plucked purple with rich golden flags, then turning homewards said, The sunset flushes those furthest lofty crags. Come, Laura. Wait, which one was which? Oh, Lizzie was higher, sorry. The the sunset flushes those furthest lofty crags. Come, Laura. Not another maiden lags. No wilfer squirrel wags. The beasts and birds are fast asleep. But Laura loitered still among the rushes and said the bank was steep. And said the hour was still, was early still, the dew not fallen, the wind not chill, listening ever, but not catching the customary cry, come by, come by, with its iterated jingle of sugar-baited words, not all of, not all her watching, one discerning even one goblin, racing, whisking, tumbling, hobbling, let alone the herds that used to tramp along the glen, and groups of single, of brisk fruit merchant men, till Lizzie urged, Oh, Laura, come. I hear the fruit call, but I dare not look. You should not loiter longer at this brook. Come with me home. The stars rise. The moon bends her are. Each glowworm's winks her spark. Let, let us go home before the night grows dark, for clouds may gather to this summer weather. Put out the lights and drench his throw. Then if we lost our way, what should we do? Laura turned cold as stone to find her sister heard that cry alone, that goblin cry, Come by, our fruits, come by! Must she then buy no more such dainty fruit? Must she no more such su- such succus pasture... Succus? Sorry. Succus pasture find. Succulent, yeah. Uh, gone deaf and blind? Her tree of life drooped from the root. She said not one word in her heart's sore ache, but, pe- but peering through the dimness... N- not discerning, trudged home, her pitching dripping all the way, so crept to bed and lay, silent till Lizzie slept, then sat up in passionate yearning and gnashed her teeth for balked desire and kept as if her heart would break. Day after day, night after night, Laura kept watch in vain, and sullen silence of exceeding pain, she never caught again the goblin cry, Come by, come by! She never spied the goblin men hawking their fruits along the glen. But when the moon, when the noon waxed bright, her hair grew thin and gray. She dwindled as the fair full moon doth turn to swift decay and burn her fire away. One day, remembering her colonel's stone, she set it by a wall that faced the sooth. Dude with dude with tears, hoped not for a root, watched for a waxing shoot. Well, you know, uh, b- but there came none. It never saw the sun. It never felt the trickling moisture run. While with sunk eyes and faded mouth, she dreamed of melons as a traveler sees. False waves and desert drought. Oh, fuck. This fucking poem's long as a fuck. Yeah, let's finish it up soon. <laughs> I get the idea, though. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. So Some eventually, eventually it all. Lizzie and Laura. By the apple. Yeah, yeah, they don't like the goblins and their fruits. The other one tries it, if I remember correctly. And then. um. There you go. Women still commit an original sin. I'll read you the end of it. 
This is like uh, women can make their own society. Here's the very men. last verse. They can milk us on Mars. Mm. Days, weeks, months, years afterwards, when both were wives with children of their own, their mother hearts beset with fears, their lives bound up in tender lives. Laura would call the little ones and tell them of her early prime. Those pleasant days long gone of not returning time would talk about the haunted glen, the wicked, quaint fruit merchant men, their fruits like honey to the throat, but poison in the blood. Men sell not such in any town. Would tell them how her sister stood in deadly peril to do her good and win the fiery antidote. Then joining hands, two little hands, would bid them cling together. For there is no friend like a sister in calm or stormy weather to cheer one on a tedious way, to fetch one if one goes astray, to lift one if one totters down, to strengthen whilst one stands. The end. Yeah, that, that's a misleading title right there. Goblin Market? I mean, it gets, it, there's another, there's a whole other, just like a whole section. We skipped over that. I only read to you like the first. I think first. he was looking for Lord of the Rings or something. I, I was looking for, you know, some, some gremlins type shit. I or... asked you if you liked blonde lesbian sex. What do you want from me? Who does? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> How do you know they were blonde? Golden Head oh. by Golden Head. Thank you for listening <laughs> to another episode of <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's not Adam Sandler. It's not. It's South Park. Come by our goblin fruits. Come by. Come Was by. that anti-Semitic? Did I read that? The goblins? Yeah, you're just... I'm going to Google that. Yeah, I mean, I would say no, but go ahead, look it up. It's it's fair. You it's can fair question. Cut. That's fine. I will look it up later. I think you're semi-sensitive. Well, yeah, don't be don't be anti-sensitive. Some, damn it, that wasn't work. That wasn't. I'm, I wanted to say like anti-semantic. I was actually more curious. <laughs> I, I wasn't even being sensitive. I was just kind of curious if there was. I thought maybe OB might know. I'm extremely anti-semantic right now. That's fair. <laughs>